And welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the friggin' balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other friggin' host to uh, to copy you there, James. And my name is Tenant Michael, and I am just pleased as punch to be here for another exciting episode. Leave it to Mike to be the only guy who can make a cool word like friggin' sound lame. Friggin'. I was surprised. I thought you were going to drop the full F, you know? <clears throat> well, that's quite a commitment off the top. If you say a full F in the intro, you really run the risk of alienating your audience. But if you just sort of ease them into an F word, you know, yeah. maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes in. I think it's... Part of why people love our show so much is because you never yeah, know if we're going to pull our punches swearing-wise or just say the whole thing. Because it really varies from not just show to show, but from moment to moment. Sometimes we say the full F and sometimes we, we don't. <clears throat> You're right. And I think that's a lot of the fun for the listeners. You mm -hmm. know, um, I I like to imagine them... You know, on uh, Discord chat rooms with each other, making bets, you know, like, what do you think? Do you think they'll say the full F word this time or not? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we should probably get a subreddit. Yeah. I mean, we need places for our hardcore listeners to chat with each other and obsess about our every move and wonder if we're, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, if maybe we're fighting, etc. Maybe year five of the podcast, we can uh, finally um, work out a deal with Reddit to uh, to get a subreddit on on their on their site. You know, yeah, pe you know, people could debate over favorite guests, worst guests, mm -hmm. uh, if they think something's wrong with us mentally. Yeah, oh, I really. Want I would love if we had a big, dramatic sort of very public, messy falling out yeah. like like the Opie and Anthony. Yes. Or the the ladies who did um uh, what was the thing the um, oh not call her daddy they had a call big her daddy. public breakup I I think if we staged wink 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 a uh, a big nasty divorce <clears throat> that you know that'd be huge for the show or as local Toronto sports radio listeners know when Bob McCowan and Stephen Brunt broke <laughs> up because Stephen Brunt appeared on Tim and Sid. Th that caused a lot of oh yeah pain. they broke up because of that bob was really mad because he went on just one episode and tim and sid was opposite bob and it pissed him off shit you yeah. do not want to piss off <laughs> bob but no mike you're uh you're you're really right i mean uh, if we fabricated some kind of behind the scenes um huge dramatic fight you know what mike um I don't know, like, should I sleep, like, do you, are you seeing anyone right now? Like, should I sleep with your girlfriend or something? Like, that could definitely, like, you know, if someone takes photos of us or a video gets leaked, and then everyone's going, oh my god, James yeah. slept with Mike's girlfriend, and, and look, it's on the internet, they must be mad at each other. Imagine how the downloads would go. That would be amazing. I mean, unfor uh, unfortunately for me, I'm uh, single right now, uh, and so we can't do that. That but sucks. If, that would be I'm really good. If I was with someone, that would be awesome if you slept yeah, with them to yeah. cause, you know, Because uh, it would upset you, right? Yeah. You're not sort of comfortable oh, with that yes, sort of thing. Yes. It would really hurt you. Yes, I'd be 
absolutely destroyed emotionally and yeah. probably physically. I'd probably start, you know, um, you know, cutting myself or you know, yeah. banging my head against the wall. Yeah. So like the passion would be so real, your angst would be real. Sorry, it's the producer in me saying all this, but. I just imagine the downloads and the Spotify streams would go bananas if I did that. Yeah. Ah, well, you got to meet someone. We got to set you up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're all ears, <laughs> listeners. Oh boy! Well, uh, we've given away our plan for uh, the rest of the year. Yes, yes, our marketing plan. Hey, Mike, mm-hmm. did you notice that um, last week on the podcast I really changed up the intro and I didn't just say what I always say and it really bombed. And yes, this week yeah. I went right back to the old standard, the old reliable. The the familiar area that, you know, you're used to, nothing too out of the ordinary, you know, you're a creature of habit and it really shows. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. I, I just, I'm going to be saying that. I'm going to be saying that on my deathbed, I bet. Because I've said it so many freaking times, it's imprinted on my brain. Imagine that, you're on your deathbed. Like, um, if you're a broadcaster all your life, and then you're on your deathbed, mm. your whole family is gathered <laughs> round, and you, the priest is giving you last rites, and mm. with your last wow. breath, you go, and over to you, and then you die. <laughs> that would be so funny. Yeah, or you're like, uh, this is James Hartnett, signing off. And you go, oh, and then I go, and die. Oh, shit! <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're listening to, uh, or it's like James Hartnett, CFTO News, my deathbed. You know they always say like uh, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, this this episode so far has been full of all sorts of uh, fun Easter eggs for people who grew up watching local news or listening to local Toronto radio. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I knew when I referenced a local sports radio host fight that it might be relevant to maybe <laughs> three people listening, but mm-hmm. uh, I think it's important to to do those kinds of things and include things in the podcast that nobody's going to get. Absolutely. Um, because it adds a bit of fun and it people love that. Yeah. Um, James, I have a very personal question for you. Uh, is it okay if I ask? Uh. Sure, in the bathroom of a cruise ship. You were about to ask the craziest place I made Whoopi, right? Um, <laughs> I was just kidding. No, actually, but thank you, TMI. Um, I was going to ask you, James, <clears throat> how was your darn week? Oh, uh, well, that, that is a personal question. Highly unusual, but I'll allow it. This is highly unusual. It reminds me of... Um, you know, uh, Mr. Spock from Star Trek. This is highly I don't unusual. think he ever said this you know? is highly this unusual. It's highly unusual. Well, uh, <laughs> that's usually highly unusual, but I'll allow it is a classic uh, line from like any judge in any romantic comedy in the 80s or 90s, you know, like right. someone's like, I call to the stand Santa Claus. And then the judge is like, this is highly unusual, but I'll allow it. Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse my voice. My week. Well, um, you know, it was fine. I'm back to living life. You know, in Texas, they've uh, they've said you don't even have to wear a mask anymore, so that's good enough for me. Right. So I'm not wearing a mask or anything. I'm back to to oh, living. Really? In, nor- oh yeah. If you're fine so you, in Texas, I don't see you why sort of operate as if you live in Texas. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Or Florida. Um, you can pick whatever laws you want. I guess. I mean, 
Well, do you consider your your bedroom to be uh, Texas soil or something? I'm, I'm <laughs> curious. Well, yeah. To be honest, um, on my last trip to Dallas, I I got a bunch of dirt and I brought it to my room and I put it on the floor and I go, "It's Texas." I was wondering why your room is so messy. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, it's dirt. And I have a bit of dirt from all over the world in there. I have some from Saudi Arabia. I have some from uh, UAE. <laughs> anyway, my week. Um, not bad. Not bad. Uh, but I was a little pissed off about something. Um, <clears throat> as you guys know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know, I'm, I've been very passionate about Pepe Le Pew for years. <clears throat> I'm a huge yeah. fan. And, uh, you know, he's gotten canceled now. Pepe Le Pew, he's canceled. And, uh, you know, they also, on Space Jam, they, um, <clears throat> they made this sort of uh, female rabbit less sexy. Lola, yes. Lola, yes. a female rabbit, which is always a bummer when, you know, an animal is a bit less sexy because it's, you know, come on. So um, I'm super concerned about this. So I've been kind of talking to some friends, um, people in the intellectual dark web uh, about you know, how can we, how can, you know, they're taking, they're making cartoons less sexy. Maybe we need to do something to make them more sexy, make them sexy again, you know, make cartoons sexy again. We're working with all these potential slogans. Right. So this is something you feel very strongly about, obviously. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing, I'm just, I'm not more passionate about anything uh, than uh, cartoons being sexy. If I may say, it seems like given the state of the world at the moment, it seems like uh, a bit of a strange thing to get all worked up about, no? Well, that's fucking bullshit, Mike. Because first they're going to make cartoons less sexy. What's 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 next? Uh, OnlyFans? I, not no. a, not 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 over my living body. So you're afraid that with the cancellation of Pepe Le Pew and the redesign of Lola Bunny, that eventually OnlyFans models are going to be replaced by, you know, less exciting, less erotic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. models like you're gonna see uh, <clears throat> instead of uh, you know a sexy lady you're gonna see oh, oh she's been replaced by Noam Chomsky suddenly exactly uh, Mike right? and you're gonna have to pay yeah. five dollars to hear some uh, pinko crap <laughs> and let me tell you listen it's not just OnlyFans what about chatterbait.com you're gonna be go, go logging onto some webcam and it's and you know it's it's gonna be uh, um the astronaut, the Canadian astronaut <laughs> playing the goddamn guitar or something like that instead Captain of Commander someone Chris Hatfield off. is his name. Chris Hatfield. So, yeah, I blanked on yeah, the name. Yeah. Like, you, you know, he's not going to be wanking off on Chatterbait in five years. He's going to be playing fucking guitar. And it just, I'm really yeah. scared about the direction of the world. And I think it's the most important thing going on in this past year. So <clears throat> I've been sort of like talking, yeah, with like um, some other like-minded, uh, well-moneyed dudes and uh, we're we're talking about maybe trying to like maybe we can start our own uh sort of sexy sexy cartoon network we're we're looking into this and we've got like okay we've got like new versions of cartoons we're thinking of trying out just to 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 not lose the sexiness really yeah so like for example um you know the smurfs they're very famous yeah yeah so we're thinking of like doing our own version but they're <clears throat> they're called like the hot smurfs basically okay so they're just Smurfs, but they're more hot. And like, you know, the Teenage right. Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. we're thinking of creating our own version called the Teenage Mutant Ninja Perverts. They still live in the sewer and everything, but they're just like perverted, I guess. Uh, right. Elmer Fudd, we're thinking of creating our own twist, horny Elmer Fudd. So he's not just oh, shooting a okay. rabbit. He's right. sort of like, you know, he's horny, yeah. you know. 
Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, we're making that Chippendales Rescue Rangers. So oh, like the, the male strippers. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. still live in a treehouse and are very small. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like a, to them, like a, a little cherry is like a giant. So I don't know. I'm hmm. picturing some little tiny male strippers. You know, they're all oiled mm-hmm. up and they're very mm-hmm. fit. And they have, they're just basically wearing tearaway pants. And mm-hmm. what? They're just no they're in a treehouse. No shirts, and they're carrying a big strawberry around. Yes, that's yes, that's their supper. Or something. Like it's a beach ball or something, right? Okay. And little adventures happen, and then they're just super sexy dudes with their right. shirts off, and they're very small. Okay, we'll have to work out the lore as to how they became very small, but that's that. You know, writers can figure that out. Maybe they were victims of some sort of nuclear testing accident, or yeah, you always you know, just say just, something stupid yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Darkwing Duck, we might rebrand it as Darkwang Dick. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's I haven't thought the character through too much, but it could still be a duck. Um, and we're even we're not even just starting stopping with these like recent cartoons. We're even going back mm. to Steamboat Willie. Um, oh, that's like one of the earliest Disney cartoons. Yeah, this one's going to be Steam Bath Willie. Okay. Steam Bath Willie, yeah. And um my mind, I'm already imagining yeah. you know, what's yeah. going to happen in that one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, we're also <laughs> probably going to do a version of the triplets of Belleville. And um, huh. that's, you know, they're basically going to be the same in our version, but, uh, you know, they squirt. So, so it'll be, you know, huh. it's just an idea we're throwing around, seeing if we can get some capital. But, you know, the right. sexy Cartoon Network rebrand thing, I don't know, it could work. You've clearly put a lot of you know deep thought and effort into these re, you know, re retooled uh, cartoons so you know while i don't yeah. agree with them you know hats off thank you i appreciate that well you know a new venture i appreciate all the support i can get so we'll see we'll see where it goes how about um, you how um how's your week oh i feel incredibly messed up i feel wow absolutely insane i haven't slept i've hardly eaten I don't even know if I've gone to the uh, gone to the darn bathroom in the past four or five days. Here's oh. what's what's bugging me. Okay, so everyone is aware of the big Harry and Meghan Oprah interview with all those bombshells, you know. And uh, basically, I feel like you know Dorothy and Toto and all those great characters in The Wizard of Oz, where at the end of that movie, the curtain is drawn back, and this this person we thought was you know a powerful wizard. Turns out to just to be a little, you know, squirt of a man, a little crouton, puny guy who's really nothing. And you feel like totally disillusioned. That's how I feel hearing that the British monarchy, an institution I had always looked up to as being, you know, really great and really neat, it might not be very good. And I just, I feel cheated by Her Majesty and Philip and Charles and Harry and all the other famous people. And basically, I want nothing to do with the British monarchy anymore, but I am a man in search of a kingdom. Because while, you know, intellectually, I am a Republican, you know, I believe in democracy, emotionally, unfortunately, I I need to be dominated by a powerful sovereign. I need to be dominated by a strong hand, uh, someone basically that I can worship. Do you see huh. what I mean? Sort of. I mean, I'm a little confused. So, like, you, you, you thought the monarchy was very nice, 
And then I, this that was the old happened, me. and you were disillusioned. Yeah, I had no but, idea that the British monarchy wasn't you know wonderful, and so now I'm basically you know I'm on the market for a new king or queen or emperor. So you know I'm looking. Um, I wrote an email to the Japanese emperor uh, Naruhito to ask him, you know, what, what he has to offer me. Uh, I'm looking into Queen Margaret of Denmark, uh, King Abdullah of Jordan. I just need someone that I can look up to, you know, a sort of daddy or mommy figure. Do, do you see what I mean? I, I mean, I think I do. It seems really uh, lame to me. I mean, why do you need... Uh, why, it's like you're, you're basically begging to be dominated over by some... King or queen figure. I mean, well, that's you... precisely what I'm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I need to be dominated by a powerful don't, sovereign. Don't you feel like you're just a big cuck? Not at all. I feel like I'm. I'm part of. I'm part of history. <laughs> huh. Do you see what well, I mean? And you know, I'm. Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but you know, I'm looking into emperors and queens and you know uh, su- sultans. I even I emailed the Dire Sw- Straits and asked about the Sultan of Swing. Uh, I'm just joking, <laughs> but um, yeah. no, I'm I'm really at the point where heck, I'd even uh, I'd even let Spider Man be my my king. You know what I mean? Damn. Well, yeah. I guess I wish you the best of luck. Um, maybe this Thank could be you. like a campaign we could start. You know, find Mike a new kingdom. Sad piano music, and it's like meet Michael. He's a man in search of a kingdom. And then we could just see pictures of all the different, you know, monarchs around the world. And so did you, vote. you really, you really loved the queen and Charles oh, and Andrew and everyone prior yeah. to that interview? And I had, I had no idea that they were, uh, you know, rude dudes. I had no idea that they were. Did not you think they cool. were cool? Like, did you think yes. Charles and Andrew and. I thought they were William? really cool. Yeah. Mm. Like, the kind of people you could just like, you know, go and have a beer with and like, you know, <laughs> tell funny stories with and that kind of yeah. thing. But turns out I was wrong. Um, well, I hope that intro was good. I mean, I guess we'll see um, the reaction. We'll see the reaction. And I, I have a feeling it, it's going to be a huge hit. Um, and if too. you want to hear more of our material and, and allow us the freedom to keep creating this show, ladies mm. and gentlemen, I want you to touch your iPhone or your Android player, your Android phone right now, and close your eyes and listen to me say this. Patreon.com slash landlord tenant is the place to go to donate all of your hard-earned money. Give give until you've got nothing left to give to make sure that we can keep doing this show. Patreon.com slash landlord tenant. And if you do give, we we will eternally be thankful. Well that maybe is a little bit um, much. I mean, I don't want people to go broke or anything, but uh, yeah, absolutely. If you if you go to our Patreon, you get a bonus episode every month where we peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, and if you can't give to the Patreon, that's that's great. But uh, maybe you could uh, subscribe to us subscribe. and rate a review. I mean, rate. it helps. Review. Trust me. Do it all. It do really it for helps. your do it for your friends, Michael and James. Absolutely. Absolutely. No kidding. Um, well, Mike, that probably does it for the intro. Maybe we should take a break and come back with our guest. Sure.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Please take your seats for the show is about to restart. Our guest this week is a comedian, writer, and podcaster, but he's also a guy who's got some opinions that might make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Look, everybody, joining us direct from Winnipeg, Manitoba, it's Darren Springer. Hey, 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 thanks for having me on the show. Darren, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Um, and yeah, if you have kids, you might want to put them to bed because I, I don't think I'm speaking out of school here when I say when Darren's on, it can get nasty, right? Am, yeah. I, am I wrong here? Yeah, I think of myself as a one-man uh, political correctness wrecking machine. Uh, so uh, if there are any snowflakes... Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, regular SJW types. Uh, you might mm-hmm. want to uh, prepare for battle. I'm imagining yes. you, like if you were in uh, WCW or WWE, and they announced like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in, in this corner, Darren Springer. And then we'd all hear Miley Cyrus's, I came in like a wrecking ball. That's um, That just came to mind, you know? Yeah. What would Darren's... WCW rest like anti snowflake wrestling character be named? Oh, um, how about um, uh, <laughs> something to do with like parlay, uh, Mr. Parlay or something? <laughs> or is it parlor? Uh, it is parlor, uh, right? I, I think it's parlor, but I want to say parlay too. Yeah, Maybe. they're playing off that, I guess, like parlay French for to speak. I love the uh, idea, yeah. yeah, that it's like a bunch of like MAGA people who are like, no, it's supposed to be parlay, like in French. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like uh, it's like when they had like parlors in the olden days in France in like nineteenth century intellectual parlor talk. That's what we're it's aiming like, for here. It's like the salons of Paris, guys. Exactly, yeah, yeah. We're all just a bunch of uh, Simone de yeah, Bou- yeah or no, like Guy Maupassant or something. Or... <laughs> yeah. It's like in the salons of Paris back when they complained about female Star Wars characters. <laughs> That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, could see, I could see if you were a wrestler. I mean, you have such a great last name, Springer. Um, what about like the spring? And you're you're wearing a leotard or something with a spring on it. And then when someone says a sort of weak opinion, you you spring off them. You jump on them and spring away. <laughs> So uh, someone, uh, my opponent could say something like, that uh, that hurts my feelings. Yes. And then I spring into action, yeah. and maybe I could do like some sort of like Ultimate Warrior style um, jumping, flying kick where I'm like springing off of their body. Yeah. Yeah. And you could say like, boy, oh, 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 as you, <laughs> yeah. as you jump. Or you could, as you, as you kick the person, you go, that is not an argument. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> um, ad hominem much? <laughs> um, oh, God. So just before we started recording, we all, as guys tend to do, we all watched a video together. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Canadian celebrity uh, Jordan Peterson has joined TikTok, and uh, he put up a video of himself singing the Monty Python classic, The uh, Philosopher's Song. And now for something completely different. Emmanuel Kant was a real pissant who was very rarely stable. Heidegger, Heidegger was a boozy beggar who could think you under the table. David Hume could outconsume Wilhelm Friedrich. And it's really funny. He knows all the words and he's wearing a sort of black and white striped shirt and he's looking very healthy. And he's he sort of the like a thing. baguette salesman with that shirt. 
Hello, would you like to buy a freshly baked baguette? And he <laughs> he did. I don't know how he did it. You know, I don't agree with everything he says, but he sang the entire Monty Python philosopher's song without cracking a smile or cracking himself up laughing, you know? Yeah, except at the end where he gives a very smug, self-satisfied smile, as if to say, yep, you, you, <laughs> you heard right. I nailed it. Yeah. I know you're shocked right now. <laughs> But yes, I just did that. I, and I made it look easy. <laughs> and it's I think it's a good move for Professor JP because everyone knows like who uses TikTok the most? Teens. And he's about to get a huge influx of teenage followers who will also learn about Monty Python. And uh <laughs> something tells me well, the that, philosopher's that's song the is key. I mean, Mike, you clearly don't use TikTok. I do all the time. I I um you know follow a million people and yeah. when you see these teens and they talk in their teen language and they're communicating with other teens they're always referencing you know Monty Python mm-hmm. um you know uh Terry Gilliam movies Peter like Peter Cook really in- yeah, yeah 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 exactly Peter Cook and Dudley Moore I mean it's the goons. teens are going bananas for this right now the what <laughs> The Goon Show, yeah, you know, the Goon Show. Like Spike they Milligan. love, they love yeah. Spike Milligan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fry and Laurie, they can't get enough. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, our Fry generation Laurie, just yeah. thinks of Hugh Laurie as Doctor House, but teens these days they know him from Blackadder and. Uh, you know how yeah, in the Laurie. '90s, in like the '80s and '90s, the the Bloods and the Crips were the two big gangs, <laughs> you know, causing havoc around the cities of America. Well, thanks to TikTok and how popular it is and how much teens love old British comedy, the Bloods and Crips have given way to the Fries and the Lorries, and they're just in <laughs> battling in the streets of L.A., New York, Chicago, you know. It's true, and I and I saw a thing where in, uh, in, in L.A., yeah, these two groups of young people were fighting, <laughs> and um, you know, one group is calling themselves the Jeeves, because, of course, Stephen Fry played Jeeves in the yes. British re- uh, adaptation of P.G. Wodehouse's Jeeves and Wooster, and then Hugh Laurie, and the other group was the was the uh, the Woosters, and yeah. it's the Jeeves and the Woosters are running around L.A. the The Jeeves are keep trying to serve you know the Woosters yeah. by bringing them things, and it's crazy. And the main bone of contention between them seems to be which group is more droll. Yeah, yes, they're constantly battling over uh, which which group <laughs> has a more of a more of a bone dry wit. They have wit offs. <laughs> they have sort of like. Um, <laughs> Put down contests, and then they they also have, you know, very powerful weapons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah they have knives and semi-automatics and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're strapped to that too. Yeah. Um, I was saying uh. before that because TikTok is used by so many teens, and Jordan Peterson probably has a huge teen fan base now. I wouldn't be surprised if, as a result of his video, that the Philosopher's Song goes up to like number one on the Billboard charts, and you know, teens start singing it everywhere, and it becomes like the song of the summer of 2021. Yeah. Could this be like another Old Town, Old Town Road? Road. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yeah. yes. 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 Darren, yes, yes. great minds think alike. <laughs> it really could become like Old Town Road. Um, I know we're going to hear it at sporting events. You know, like in the intermission of a big. Stanley Cup Finals, you're going to hear the um, Philosopher's Song. There's going, there's going to be a remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's not Imagine going this. to know any of the people referenced in the song. <laughs> but Imagine this, fine. though, guys. Imagine this. Always look on the bright side. Maybe <laughs> he gets to the part where he goes like, life's a piece of... When you look at it. Or, or will, he say, will he say the swear? 
<laughs> I think he would probably, uh, well, I mean, he, he's ostensibly, I'm assuming against censorship, but at the, on the other hand, he is a gentleman. And, uh, yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't know if uh, he would find it becoming to actually <laughs> include this where I think he might have a sort of Ben Shapiro approach where <laughs> he'll just sort of very gracious, graciously, gentlemanly, uh, censor mm. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he was doing WAP and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I like watching Ben Shapiro videos. Um, because yeah. he has a yep. weird head, so compelling and head bob thing where uh, he'll be talking and he'll be, I mean, unfortunately the listener can't see this, but his head will be moving like this as he speaks. <laughs> uh, it's a very, it's, it's very uh, sort of embodied and very physical, but only from the neck up. The yeah. rest of him is not moving at all. The lyrics uh, of this, the lyrics of the song say, she has a wet ass bleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I wish, uh, yeah, I, he, I, I I always listen to the audio of Ben Shapiro's podcast. I can't get enough, but uh, I got to get more into the the visual side as well uh, because it just adds a new dimension where he kind of looks like a glitching kind of Max Headroom yeah. type of <laughs> character. I, I go one step further and I experience the Ben Shapiro show by wearing a um, Daily Wire's VR headset that they <laughs> that they sell, so you can feel like you're right there in the booth with him. You know, uh, seeing him, touching him, smelling him, whatever you want. You can put your hands in his on his face or in his mouth. You can hug him. You can do whatever. <laughs> I I do wonder like if he's in the middle of one of his rants. Uh, his head is moving. You know, jabbing up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were to touch him in that state, would he freak out? Would he start screaming? Uh, would he lash out at you? Uh, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, that would be uh, a, a true, a real violation. Well, the nice thing about the, like the nice thing about the VR program is it's designed so that, you know, he doesn't react. So you can smush his face or pet his head or whatever you want. And he just kind of keeps talking about the issues of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes sense. Pretty cool. What was the thing he got like burned about when he he tweeted something like, oh, "My wife didn't have an orgasm or for like ever," uh, you know? He tweeted something, something like that about uh, something to the the gist of it was like, wow, "Women shouldn't get wet uh, in in their private area." My wife <laughs> never said, does. <laughs> he said his wife assures him that uh, yeah, it's not possible to get that wet. <laughs> My wife. <did. laughs> My wife. And as far as, can, as, as Vaginas don't get wet. So these SJW liberals suggesting that their vaginas are getting wet. It's a lie. As far as conservative self owns, uh, it might be right up there with that guy baked Alaska uh, when he uh, was tweeting about the Democratic Party and about how they were the party of the KKK and all this. And uh, all you, and then he was like, you, you never hear about that in, in history class. And someone was like, no, they absolutely teach that in history <laughs> class, uh, to which he responded, I was homeschooled and it was not taught. oh that's that's funny well he's proof that homeschoolers can go on to do um incredible things (laughs) (laughs) yeah baked alaska oh boy um i i hope that other members of the you know the what do they call it the dark uh, intellectual, intellectual, intellectual dark, dark web. web. Intellectual. I hope they also start doing sort of live readings of Monty Python skits, or mm. you know, from the extended Monty Python universe. Like it'd be fun if, um, I don't know, uh, Joe Rogan's who, uh, in there. Joe Rogan, if he, I don't know, did like a live reading of a Faulty Towers script or something. <laughs> Imagine him as Basil. You know? <laughs> 
Mr. Faulty. <laughs> <laughs> so Basil Faulty, instead of being the proprietor of a hotel, uh, he's actually an MMA commentator. <laughs> he's forever dealing with people he feels are beneath him. And Sybil, Sybil could be a ring girl. Mm-hmm. And Polly could Man- be one, too. Yeah, who's who's Manuel in that equation? Like a fellow announcer? Or is he a perhaps? fighter? Or is he maybe he's maybe. a featherweight fighter, like the smallest <laughs> fighter you could have. Um Yeah. And who would be a major? Major would be maybe like an old MMA guy from the from the nineties or like, you know, uh Ken Shamrock, you know? He's like yes. an old guy who's he's kind of his mind's not right because he got hit Hello, in the head too faulty. much. Well, because I guys probably faulty. have faulty. They all have um, brain damage from all the concussions they've, uh, yes. you know, suffered. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he yeah. could be like a professional wrestler who thinks uh, that MMA is not a real sport or something. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, professional wrestling <laughs> is. Oh, wow. What a, what a world imagining Joe Rogan as... I, I could almost see him as Basil Fawlty, too. Like, it's yeah. he, he, you know, he's very physical. Like, it'd be funny imagining him doing this sort of, you know, bumping into stuff and... Being frustrated with uh, Sybil and, you know, trying to be polite to customers, but struggling yeah. and being, you know, losing his temper. And he's like, he, one of the plots, instead of like, oh, he's nervous that a hotel inspector is coming, yeah. throw that out the window. And the plot is now, he's going uh, elk hunting uh, <laughs> with his buddies, and he gets very, very high and then they forget to, you know, hunt an elk, and then they come back and there's nothing for supper. Well, you know what? Also, when when Basil Fawlty would get mad at uh, Manuel, he'd kind of bat him in the head, you know, yeah. or smack him in the <laughs> in the back of the head or something, you know. But, yeah, it was funny. But he's not; he's just sort of a weird British man. If Joe Rogan got mad at at Manuel, he would just he would very calmly. Manuel would like serve the wrong dish or something, and then Rogan would come up to him and very calmly put him in a hold, put him like <laughs> calmly in a sleeper hold, and then Manuel would pass out. And that would be it. Yeah. It would be less funny, but much more efficient. Guys, mm. imagine Alex Jones uh, <laughs> acting in an episode of Are You Being Served? <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm a customer here. I'm just trying to get a scarf. <laughs> oh, you're trying to get a scarf, are you? Oh, what color? Look, uh, just a manly color. I don't know. Brown, black, gray. <laughs> oh, have you ever thought of pink? Pink for a scarf. <laughs> what'll make me look uh what'll make me look commanding uh in uh in court <laughs> i'm being sued for uh, saying something awful about uh murder victims <laughs> do you got any more of those brain pills mr jones <laughs> i just, took one of mr jones's brain pills and i fell asleep for a week <laughs> well yeah you're only supposed to take a half of one technically uh <laughs> Full disclosure, I never saw Are You Being Served, uh, so I, I, oh, I can't enough. riff on any of the characters, um, but are any of them, like, uh, especially gullible or susceptible to being, like, sort of black-pilled to Alex Jones' way oh, of thinking? That's a great question. James, I think you you know more about Are You Being Served than I do, well, and I'm jealous. Miss, um, wow, the older lady who would always make jokes about her pussy, but she meant her cat, probably would. She might be like, mm-hmm. um, oh, Mr. Jones, would my enjoy your brain pills <laughs> wait a minute what but she'd be talking about her cat she got a lot of mileage for about 100 episodes out of yeah out of uh saying her the words her pussy and meaning her cat but so i could see her being maybe tricked into believing some of alex jones's stuff like 
you know, the Boston Marathon bombing was a false flag or whatever. Yeah, that'd be mm-hmm. a fun episode too if they go into they have to go the store goes into lockdown because it's yeah. it's now in Boston and yeah. the those brothers are on the loose and people have been injured or killed and uh, What yeah. you think it is, Mr. Humphreys? I'm hearing on the web that this Boston bombing was a false flag. You know that guy <laughs> with the brown hair? Yes. I uh, and then uh, Peacock's like, I don't think we should be bringing that up in the department store. Thank you very much. And then, Speaking of Alex Jones, sorry, go ahead, James. No, no, I mean, I we truly ran this into the ground. <laughs> Let's keep going. I didn't want to cut you off in the middle of it. No, but speaking of fine. Alex Jones, do you guys believe that Alex Jones is Bill Hicks? Do you <laughs> think that Bill Hicks faked his death, <clears throat> came back as Alex Jones? No. Uh, and is now a 65-year-old man who looks like he's 30. I have heard this <laughs> conspiracy theory, but I don't believe that Alex Jones is Bill Hicks in disguise for one reason and one reason only. Alex Jones is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh unintentionally, I'll, I'll admit, but he is funnier uh, than Bill Hicks ever was, you know? I mean, Bill Hicks is not a guy um, who is. Uh, he, he was not known for irony per se. Um, he he was. I mean, he was not uh, a sort of alt comedian. And I feel like, in order to, you know, present Alex Jones as a comic comedic act, you would have to be very, you know, steeped in irony, like in constantly saying things and make it seem mm. as if you don't know you're being funny, while mm. at the same time being very funny. Like so Andy Kaufman. Exactly. Yeah, Bill uh, Phil Hicks. Bill Hicks is uh, much more didactic, much more kind of uh, mm, directly confrontational. That's a good point. Fuck Reagan, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I highly doubt that he would be able to walk that fine line of looking like a, a doofus <laughs> without just finally blurting out what he really thinks. Well, you know? my opinion is, I do think Alex Jones is a is a comedian in disguise, but I don't think it's Bill Hicks. I think he's Bob Hope. <laughs> hey you know wow so I, I he's undergone some sort era. of um some sort of irishman style de-aging or <laughs> <laughs> yeah he had a jaw yeah. operation to make it slightly or just change the shape because it's still alex jones still has a big jaw but bob hope had that famous you know uh jaw does alex <laughs> jones go golfing because bob hope was always on the green I mean, uh, yeah, I would say he seems like the kind of guy who would enjoy a nice, relaxing round of uh, of links, uh, you know, on uh, during an after Sunday afternoon, you know, smoking like. a cigar, probably. <laughs> did Alex Jones ever go and entertain the troops overseas like Bob Hope famously <laughs> did every Christmas? Yeah, the, yeah you were all here for a lie. <laughs> He entertained them by trying to blow himself up in front of them and failing. <laughs> They're like, wow, this is great. What a great comedy act this is. Um, I, I've i always thought, going back to Bob Hope for a second. So Bob Hope would do, like he, during World War II, I think it started, he would go and entertain the troops overseas. And I guess at the time he was like contemporary, but then he kept going overseas to entertain the troops into like, the 60s and 70s so it would be like nine imagine being like a u.s soldier fighting a, a losing like bad war in vietnam in like 1973 and this like 80 year old bob hope is on stage <laughs> telling old-fashioned jokes yeah, to you and you're strung out on heroin and like sweating to death <laughs> yeah your friend just got blown up 
Hey, I feel uh, like he went even later. I feel like he went into like maybe even the Gulf War, like in the early nineties. So yeah. But at that point, uh, the soldiers must have just been like, "Can't they send over Andrew Dice Clay?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear Hickory Dickory Duck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're Bob like Hope's asking like, Bob Hope if he knows it. Do you know any Andrew Dice Clay? Well, I'll yeah. give it a shot. Hickory Dickory Duck. <laughs> A mouse sucked my what? <laughs> he walks off stage. <laughs> An aide hands him the lyrics. To, yeah. <laughs> to the song. I mean, you can think this stuff. You can't say it. Yeah. God knows I say it in private. Yeah, I actually heard, a jerk. Uh, I feel speaking like of old Mike, comedians. T- I'm sorry. Go, yeah, ahead. My, go ahead, James. No, I was just going to say, Mike, we've talked about this before that I, f- I feel like all those old bl- beloved comedians all turn out to be, you find out they're all bastards. Was, was Bob Hope a bad guy? Do people know? Or was he fine? I think I, he, I haven't heard anything about him. Okay, I've done a, a nothing very on the rumor mill. Light reading about Bob Hope. I think he was just a, uh, a hardcore Republican and yeah. a sort of like uh, like a sex addict. I think he just cheated on his wife for forever, and uh, he loved war. I think <laughs> he loved war and cheating on his wife and golf and golf. And he loved Bing Crosby, those uh, Hope and Crosby movies. Never seen a single second of them, probably never will. <laughs> uh, not to be too graphic, but that's fucking gross, imagining Bob Hope having an affair. Like, if you really imagine the nuts and bolts of it, like he ha- him having sex in some hotel, ew. I, I think yeah. it's time to make a Bob Hope biopic that just focuses on <laughs> all the cheating he did. So it's just scene after scene of Bob Hope having sex um, in every him, conceivable like, him position. And, him and Gina Lola Brigida uh, just go into town. And then Ava, Ava Gardner. Oh, man. The people cry out. Should we talk about, I mean, we we can cut this out and redirect us, Mike, if you think, but speaking of Republican comedians, I mean, uh, did you see, Darren, um, on Twitter the other day, the that Mr. Show guy, you know, the FBI tweeted a picture, does anyone know who this man was at the Capitol uh, Hill riots? And then everyone's like, is that that guy from Mr. Show? And then it seems like it maybe is. Jay, Jay Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. I yeah. believe it's been confirmed, people of, uh, a lot of people who uh, know him have confirmed it and yeah it was interesting to go from oh that guy sure looks a lot like jay johnston but couldn't possibly be him to oh wow no it is him her the uh choo-choo the herky jerky dancer wanted to overthrow the government uh yeah it's uh it's it's wild Uh, yeah um a lot of people say that it's due to i think he's had some problems with drugs and alcohol although i mean You'd have to have a lot of problems with drugs and alcohol to have that somehow make you believe yeah. that, um, you know, that uh, Trump hey, is, uh, that QAnon is real and that Trump is. Yeah. Otherwise, Cheech some- and Chong would have been out there trying to kill Jimmy Carter. Or something. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, I got some. I got some really good shit. Do you want to buy it? It'll get you so high that then you uh, become a Trump supporter. I'm in. Oh. <laughs> you're, you're like taking like a you have like five shots and it's like wow suddenly i uh i'm really starting to uh lose any class consciousness i have <laughs> wow i can i can feel myself um come falling in love with billionaires well you wow, can see good shit. You, you know you can see the right using this like whenever you watch tucker carlson it's very psychedelic yeah you know there's a lot of like you know uh tie-dye he's you know tie-dye imagery 
He always uh, enters through a doors. beaded curtain when he begins <laughs> his show. <laughs> yeah, he always enters through a beaded curtain <laughs> wearing a poncho. Yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, the guys who made, did that show Laugh-In in the 60s, which was supposedly this kind of psychedelic counterculture show, they were Republicans, and they uh, they actually wrote speeches for Nixon. That's how they got him on the show, famously. Oh, really? Yeah. So, is that uh, true? So, I, or, or that is actually true. Yeah. So it, it looked like, yeah. it looked very psychedelic, and like Goldie Hawn, who was on it, she was like a hippie-looking mm-hmm. actress, and they did kind of like young youthful humor but those guys were just uh republicans yeah and the their kind of i guess their main rivalry uh was uh was with the smothers brothers who were doing <laughs> right. similar kind of thing. and those guys you know, very Radicals. much looked like republicans but were actively yeah. anti anti-vietnam and uh anti-vietnam well, war weren't they and, taken uh, off the air because of their criticism of the the vietnam war well i think like unofficially, the official reason was that this guy David Steinberg was on the show. He's a uh, famous comedian, Winnipeg-born. Uh, matter of fact, he he's directed a lot of episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm. uh, and since, and uh, he did some sort of bit where he criticized God or something, and that was their official reason for putting <laughs> the kibosh on the show. But in uh, 1967, <laughs> he went on the air and said. Fuck you, God. <laughs> and then yeah, I mean, he just wasn't a great bed, I have to say. <laughs> he just screamed at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. He took he, he held a picture of God, spat on it. <laughs> I can't believe Rowan and Martin's laughing and was right wing. Uh kind of secretly, yeah. I mean, uh, they presented themselves mm. as being like young and counterculture. But yeah, like politically yeah, I, I bet you. I bet if you went back and watched those shows, there's not a whole hmm. probably not a lot of strong leftist uh, slant there. Right? There's probably the some road. hippie character who's like, "I can't get a job, <laughs> man," and they're like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Right? Or it's like uh, hippie characters being like, "Well, you know, the thing about uh, the communist takeover of Southeast Asia is," and it's like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, all right." That's. <laughs> it's funny though that the. I, I mean, I guess another. Tim Allen was in the news this week as well for I I saw him trending on Twitter and I was like, oh, did he did something crazy happen? And it's just that he was interviewed by Mark Marin and he just reasserted what everyone already sort of knew is that he was he is like a Trump guy and people got freshly mad at him again. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, anyone who has seen a second of, say, either of the two shows he's done over the last 30 years. But probably be able to pick up on him having a Republican slant. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's almost as if the default among famous people is this person. <laughs> this person's famous. I'm going to assume that they're left or at least liberal leaning. And then when it turns out otherwise, suddenly people are treated like it's some sort of glitch in the Matrix. Um, so yeah, it's like weird, like but, just because you become a comedian or an actor, you're enlightened in some way. Like right. if you've been around comedians <laughs> or actors, they're as they're like. Probably stupider than the general public by far. Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> and worse people. So, like, yeah, yeah, no kidding, some of them are total idiots. Well, they're dumb enough to have pursued a career in show business. So, <laughs> <laughs> Unlike someone, say, who works like an actual job as a plumber or whatever, um, <laughs> they've decided that uh, they deserve to earn a living based uh, on their wits. <laughs> uh, which is a, apparently... a foolish, inherently foolish choice. <laughs> Apparently, in in his interview with Mark Maron, he was like, my big issue, you know, is uh, taxes. And so 
Apparently he's he's all up in arms. He's worth like a hundred million dollars. I'm sure he doesn't have to really. When you have that much money, you probably don't end up paying that much in taxes. So it's just a, a curious thing for him to to claim is his yeah. Like uh, his they issue. pay. Pr- I mean, whatever. We don't want to get boring, but I'm pretty sure in the oh, states, if, if you make a lot, like the more you, you know, you, the percentage you pay is quite low if you're really really rich. So like, what the fuck are you even talking about? I think. Our goal should be on this show to, I mean, the white whale, it's no secret, if you've listened long enough to this show, we're trying to get an interview with Tim Allen's accountant <laughs> to get to the bottom of his finances. So Dad, what I would love uh, to see an interview with is uh, one of the guys that Tim Allen uh, flipped that he turned on when he got busted for drugs. Yeah. Money. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear from those guys. He How was he not... How do those guys not kill Tim Allen? That's a great question, because I'm sure they're not still in prison. It's been over 40 years. They must have been released by now. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, how is how is he still alive? Like, uh, I guess they think... just must be Buddhist or something. They're just really forgetting. <laughs> Whenever I watch a movie set in a prison, it does seem as though, um, I'm you know, just to say this delicately, like it does, it, I, just based on the TV shows I've seen, kind of seems like in prison, the prisoners align themselves along racial lines. Yes. Like, I wonder what yeah. weirdos Tim Allen was, like, hanging out with. In that would be a fun to say. A TV show uh, based loosely on Tim Allen's story where a character who is an aspiring comedian goes to jail for cocaine and very quickly aligns himself with the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> then, <laughs> ten years later, he has the number one sitcom in America. <laughs> It's all due yeah. to J.K. Simmons and Oz. <laughs> yeah. Um, Darren, you you mentioned um, uh, if you've seen Tim Allen's last couple of TV shows, you'd probably know he's right wing. What were those? I kind of loosely remember what they were. Well, I mean, Home Improvement, I watched pretty oh, regularly yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Last Man Standing. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I have not. I haven't seen a second of, uh, frankly. But mm-hmm. I mean, it. The name of the show is Last Man Standing, and it, my understanding is, is it is not about some sort of um, battle royale, uh, every man for himself. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's not, yeah, it's men not, it's are not, getting exactly, and, and I think it it strongly uh, insinuates that the Tim Allen character is the last man standing. He's the last uh-huh. true man in a sea of compromised masculinity and. Uh, Guys who are too feminine, guys who uh, too in touch with their feelings, uh, and uh, he's more of an Eastwood type. He's more of a, you know, he's more you know, a man of few words, uh, very stoic, uh, and uh, takes takes uh, responsibility for his actions. Except when, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm sure he, he can find some way to blame his wife or something. But uh, well, yeah, I'm looking here on the very brief premise. The series, the series follows Mike Baxter, a senior executive and director of marketing for an outdoor sporting goods store chain based in Denver. His home life already. is initially filled with his wife, three daughters, and a grandson, but later extends to the young men who are married to or dating his daughters. Wow. Um, okay. So I guess he has a house full of women. I mean, it's okay. an exciting uh, premise. I'm not going to lie. You know. <laughs> A grandpa in a house. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, it was produced by a production company called Mr. Big Shot Fancy Pants Productions. Oh, is that? I wonder if that's his production company. Could be. 
My favorite tidbit I learned about Tim Allen, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the band Guided by Voices. Uh, well, yep. I shouldn't say that. You guys both are. I'm, I'm always rocking to those guys. Yeah. Always rocking out. So um, the uh, one of the singers uh, and songwriters in the group, Tobin Sprout, he is also an artist. And his main, uh, his main patron is none other than Tim Allen. What? Really? Yeah. I, uh, apparently, uh, Tim Allen has uh, like a, some sort of background in visual art. And uh, so, yeah, he, he's a collector, and uh, he just happened to be at uh, an exhibit or at a show where Tobin Sprout's work was being exhibited, and he really liked it. <laughs> and uh, the guy who runs – I think Tobin Sprout has his own website, and the guy who kind of runs it for him did an interview with Tim Allen that I listened to. It's kind of interesting. Uh, he, he seems like he is pretty passionate about visual art. and uh, But, yeah, he clearly has no idea about Guided by Voices. He's like, yeah, I know Tobin's, I know Tobin's a rocker. I know that much. <laughs> and that was about all he knew about Guided by Voices. But, yeah, he's Tobin Sprout's like, kind of number one fan. Oh, wow. He that is unex- an unexpected connection mm-hmm. uh, between a band I, I love and um, Median I Despise. <laughs> <laughs> I am a scientist. <laughs> oh, do you know, speaking of, of prison before, do you know when Tim Allen came up with the home improvement grunt? It was in prison during a fight. Really? <laughs> but during his stabbing? He was stabbing someone and just came out of his mouth. That famous, <laughs> yeah. And then the guy, you know what happened, Mike? So Tim Allen's in a fight in prison. He's got a shiv. He stabs a guy in the ribs and he accidentally goes, <laughs> and the guy who's got the shiv between his ribs Pauses for a second, the fight stops, he looks at Tim, and a little smile breaks out. <laughs> and he starts laughing. And then all the gangs uh, around them, they start laughing too, and the guys, and and they're all laughing, and they've even forgot what the heck they were even fighting about, cigarettes yeah. or something. And, and another guy that Tim Allen uh, really came to know well in prison was the guy who worked uh, in the kitchen. He was the sort of the inmate who was responsible for preparing meals. Oh. And so Tim would talk to him on the other side. You had the kitchen, and then you have the wall separating, it, and then the the rest of the uh, you know the dining area. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, um, the uh, that little window uh, <laughs> only came up to the other guy's nose. So uh, he would talk to him every day. It was, it was really pleasant. Uh, but yeah, he only ever saw the top half of his face. And uh, wow. apparently, the, the inmate's name was Wilson. So oh my god, oh, that, I wonder yeah, if there's take, a connection there. Oh oh, you know what? Now that you mention it. There is a character on Home Improvement, his neighbor, who you only saw the top half of his face over the fence. I wonder if he was the inspiration for Wilson. Darren, I think there's a strong chance that he based the Wilson character uh, on this guy he met in prison. You know? Wow. Well, you know, I I actually heard that when Tim Allen was in prison, he wouldn't go a day without watching Family Feud. And he loved it. And, um... Apparently, like at some, he was sitting there in his bunk and watching Family Feud, and said, "You know, someday I would love to work with a guy who, I, years after I work with him, inexplicably goes on to become a a, a poorly received host of Family Feud." <laughs> and I wonder if that has anything to do with his connection with Richard Carn. Wow, the bearded actor who played Al, who went on to be a poorly received host of Family Feud for a couple of seasons years later. Yeah, that's, now, that's really it's too funny. bad. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it could be a thing. I don't know. I mean, it seems, it does seem kind of t- sort of uh, circumstantial, but uh, I, I can see it. I can see it. Actually, yeah. funny enough, uh, to bring it all back home, Richard Karn is in the video 
uh, for Sunday by the Strokes, which also features Guided by Voices. Right. Because the <laughs> they're on Family on? Feud. Oh, is Karn the host in the video? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. I wonder if that- Tim Allen cruised by in one of his classic cars to check out the, the video shoot. Yeah, it's, uh, ask Tobin if he had any new art so he could uh, he could get, you know. <laughs> the Guided by Voices Home Improvement Connections just don't <laughs> stop. Um, how charismatic is Karn? Can we talk about this on the podcast? How charismatic is Richard Karn? I mean, I absolutely understand why the, the people at Family Feud went, we got to get we got to get this guy. You watch him play Al. It was Al, right? Yeah. Yes. You watch him play Al and you just go, this guy's got a personality. I need to see him hosting Family Feud. Yeah, let's get the famously subdued co-host of Tool Time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be the sort of animated host of this try. Yeah. Like his show. character was basically that he was bad on TV. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Yeah, that he was very deadpan and didn't say much. So obviously. Yeah, I because see you them. see they kept, yeah. you know, you see now when it's Steve Harvey. Yes. Um, you know, it's There's kind of a, a guy, similar vibe, you know. He's like, got charisma to good at talking to people. What's yeah. that, Mike? I'm saying that Steve Harvey's got charisma to spare. He makes, I mean, Karn can't compete. What the hell? Mike, if Karn yes, tried he to can. Make... Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> I gotta say, if Richard Karn tried to make any of those... Uh, more charismatic. Sorry, if Dan. Karn tried to make any of those funny facial expressions that Steve Harvey does, uh, I think he would just look constipated. <laughs> <laughs> he would just be like, does he need to go to the bathroom or something? I, I don't know. You, you guys are crazy. You haven't watched on YouTube the viral Karn <laughs> moments where he's riffing with the family and making jokes and doing his famous look to camera when someone says something dumb. So, you guys are crazy. I, I disagree. Um, oh, I, what? Now, I think Steve Harvey and Richard Karn are very different, but I will say this. I would love to see Richard Karn do those kind of, um, you know, uh, inspirational talks for women to help single women find boyfriends <laughs> in the way that Steve Harvey does those for women to find boyfriends. Imagine <laughs> Richard Karn, you know, laying down the law and telling women what they got to do to get their, their lives in order and get their, you know, find the perfect man. Also, uh, Steve Harvey had his own line of suits. I would love to see uh, Richard Karn release his own line of clothing of, uh, say, blue, blue button-up dress shirts yeah. and slacks. Sensible <laughs> dress shirts and sensible khakis. I'm Richard Karn. There you go. Karn yeah. and Tim Allen, Sorry, Tim Allen and Richard Karn have a new uh, reality show coming out soon called Assembly Required, I guess inspired by their home improvement characters, but I don't think they can use the actual names of their home improvement characters. Mike, is this true? Yes. Yet again, we can't tell? Fuck. Wow. Good for Karn. Yeah. He looks okay. He's only 65. I thought he was like 80 at this point. He's also the dad on, he's the dad on Pen15 as well. So. Hey. Doing all right. Doing all right. Maybe he's cool. I don't know. Al Borland is his name. Al Borland. Wes Borland's father on the show. They (laughs) had that tie-in. Al. Oh yeah. I forgot. They'd always reference uh, Al's son in that wacky band. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, in the Home Improvement Universe, Wes Moreland is Al Borland's son somehow. Well, there was an episode where um, Al asked him to speak with Wes uh, to convince him to take those fucked up contact lenses out of his (laughs) head. And so he he got him to, they made a compromise. Uh, He got him to take them out uh, during, like, family dinners and, uh, you know, uh, family reunions and stuff. But the rest of the time... He could wear it as long yeah. as he wasn't around his dad. So it was uh, it worked out okay. Well, you know, it's funny yeah. you guys say that because Richard Karn was born in, in 1956 in Seattle. 
So he would have been, <laughs> yeah, he would have been 35, what, early 30s when grunge was getting going? Yeah. Wow, really? That old? Huh. But he really but embodies the look. Like, I, when I think of Richard yeah. Karn, I, I picture that plaid shirt, the shaggy hair, the kind of fuck you beard, and, <laughs> you know, just like a, you know, kiss my ass attitude. Well, yeah, not a lot of people know this, but uh, Richard Karn actually did play bass for a time with Tad. Uh, and so, yeah, he got kicked out for uh, just for being too fucked up. <laughs> so he would just smoke too much weed and not show up to, to practice. So uh, they had to kick him out. To get kicked out of a grunge band for doing too much drugs really says something. Because those guys yeah. were, you know, walking, talking pharmacies. Well, well what, did, uh, mm. what did the original Nirvana drummer Chad Channing get kicked out for? That's what I'd forgotten. Because, um, you know, he was the original guy who I think played on Bleach before Dave Grohl right. joined. So. I forget why they kicked him out. A lot of people blame mm. Richard Karn for introducing Lane Staley to drugs. Right. Yeah. Um, well, when they did that song, God Smack, I mean, God was a stand in for Richard Karn. That's who they really. Wow. Were. Temple uh, of the Dog. There. This is another thing you guys might not know. Uh, their original name wasn't Temple of the Dog. It was going to be Temple of the Karn. And that was a reference to <laughs> Richard Karn. <laughs> Have you have you heard that band that just does uh, copies Led Zeppelin just uh, <laughs> so like not there's no uh, space between them at all? Greta Van Fleet. Yes. Yeah. It's like you, you know you got to at least pretend a little bit you're not doing exactly the same thing. <laughs> their name uh, their name is uh, it always makes me think of like you know the Drake meme where it's like no I don't like that thing yeah I like this thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes me think of like Greta Van Fleet no. Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> or it'd be funny if you're like Led Zeppelin. No, Greta Van Vliet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope there's never been uh, a mix-up in a booking. And, uh, <laughs> you know, by accident, uh, you go to a concert, and there's thousands of people waiting to see a band. And then they say, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Fred Van Vliet. And he comes out, and he's like, I thought I was playing basketball. And the audience is like, we can rock, <laughs> you know? Boo, it was just gonna boo. be me shooting threes. What the hell? Where's the basket? Yeah. And then on yeah. the NBA, on the court, uh, halfway across the country, uh, the opposite uh, situation is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see Greta Van Van Fleet, uh, you know, run the Raptors' offense. It'd be a disaster. Are you kidding me? It would. They'd be. all be trying They're to probably shoot the ball all at five once. seven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But maybe Fred Van Vliet would go on the stage and be like, fuck, I'm on the stage. Everyone wants a song. What the fuck am I supposed to do? And then he sees a piano and he's like, I guess I'll give it a shot. I've never played this stupid thing before. And then he writes and plays a beautiful song, something like Imagine by John Lennon. Right. And then his recording career takes off. He retires from basketball. Yeah. And uh, he becomes the first person to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Basketball (laughs) Hall of Fame. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I remember once years ago when I was, uh, in, uh, in London, England, I walked by wow. a, uh, an Indian restaurant and on the, like the sign in front of it, enticing you to come inside, it had this thing saying like, we are the darkness's favorite restaurant. And there was a picture <laughs> of the band, the darkness with the owner of the restaurant holding up some food and smiling. And I thought that was like, what a unique, um, you know, ad strategy to get fans of the darkness to come <laughs> into your restaurant. Yeah, it'd be great if like uh, 
like some other business that was like even less likely used like the the darkness as a selling point like, <laughs> the local pharmacy this is where <laughs> justin hawkins from the darkness uh, buys his snowden's <laughs> chemists the number one <laughs> pharmacy for the darkness <laughs> this is where he gets his anxiety medication <laughs> And he's like, hey, guys, I just want to stop in and say, please take that sign down. I don't want that <laughs> advertised to everybody. We're, we're the Zootons' <laughs> favorite dry cleaners. <laughs> we're uh, Kula Shaker's <laughs> ideal spot for fish and chips. <laughs> Kula Shaker, uh, the lead singer, was Haley Mills' son. That's my only... Really? The only thing I remember about Kula Shaker. Who's Haley Mills? Oh, Haley Mills was uh, a famous uh, actress, British actress in the 60s and stuff. She played Pollyanna in these oh. Disney movies. Well, it makes sense because that he had an artist parent because they were pretty artsy, the Kula Shaker. <laughs> Mystical Machine Gun, remember that banger? Just imagine. Mm, I know. That was their hit. Imagine oh, okay. an actual Mystical Machine Gun. I, I mean, a, a real machine, like a regular machine gun is scary enough. Uh, to say nothing of a mystical one, you know? Like, was it in the clouds or something? Uh, Michael, you just wrote two minutes of new stand-up. That was... <laughs> I'm debuting my new mystical machine gun bit. <laughs> Everyone look out, he's going to spray revolutionary ideas into the crowd. You can you can use that line if you want it or not. It's fine. So, we... Uh, I had an idea for a, a new segment we could try here on the Podmess. Um... And uh, I thought I'd call it bad advice. And the the concept behind this this uh, segment is: I wonder if our guests have ever been given any funny bad advice, and if they could recount that to us. Darren, would you be interested in being our first uh, guest on bad advice? Sure, I've got a couple I could share because I couldn't wasn't sure which one I should choose. Uh, I'll try to make it quick. So uh, this was back in uh, two thousand five. Uh, I was uh, taking a trip uh, into Minneapolis uh, from Winnipeg, oh. uh, which is a very nice city. I'd recommend anyone checking it out if they have the chance. And uh, unfortunately, as I decided to take the bus there, uh, and uh, when I got to the station, um, I was uh, about to get on and uh, I realized, oh no, I, I don't have. I, I think I might have forgotten my uh, my birth certificate, uh, which I would you know most likely need to get into the country. So, uh, yeah, and so, and then I, I found it, so I decided to tell the person at the desk who sold me the ticket, like, oh, yeah, because he, he'd known, like, I was missing, I, I was uh, afraid I might not have it, and so I was like, oh, it turns out I, I found my birth certificate, and he was like, oh, let's go, well, you should let the driver know, and so the driver was, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say not a day over 75, uh, and uh, he was uh, a little curmudgeonly, a little cranky. And okay. so uh, I was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> um, I had uh, I was missing my uh, birth certificate earlier, but it turns out I, I found it. And he was like, that's none of my goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> so you and just felt like a total loser. <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, he's absolutely right. Uh, it is none of his business if I get left behind uh, at the border. Uh, it, it, it's no, no skin off his back. And so I think that the person who sold me the ticket was pranking me. I think he knew full well that was going to be the reaction. And I think as soon as I walked away from the desk, he was like, oh man, this guy's going to get yelled at so bad. 
This, this is really funny. That's so, really funny. So that was some bad advice, but I, I think I'm, he, he might have even known it's bad advice. I'm imagining right. uh, in the like the the other way that that exchange could have gone is like you'll be like, um, just so you know, I found uh, I thought I had lost my birth certificate, but I actually found it. And I'm like going like, oh, thank you for telling me. And then and standing up in front of all the other passengers and saying like, good news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he that found been, it. Yeah, if you if you. Think of it that way. He actually did me a kindness by simply <laughs> snapping at me, as opposed to involving every other bus passenger. <laughs> hey guys, just so you know, this guy thought that he needed to tell me that uh, he found his birth certificate, uh, although he 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 wasn't sure. He thought he might have lost it, so he he decided to check in with me as if I give a flying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of the passengers are like, "What a loser!" Yeah, Boo. you have no yeah. right to go to Minneapolis now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't visit the Walker Art Center. <laughs> <laughs> the other piece of bad advice was when a, a fellow comedian friend advised me to put out a comedy album. <laughs> so that was another bit of bad advice. I put out oh. a stand-up EP four years ago, uh, and uh, uh, you know it—it it just didn't need to happen. Like it, it didn't have any adverse effects. It was just like, oh, I'm. This happened too early. I should just wait until I have enough material for an actual album. Uh, yeah, maybe doing this five years into stand up was uh, not necessary. So, well, um, I disagree with that, Darren, because you're very, very, very funny, and I'm glad you've put absolutely. something out there into the world. Yeah, thank you very much, and I hope to do more of that in here in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, whenever we're allowed to. Breathe the same air again. You know? Also, and here's a, just like a, a good thing to remember for any uh, anyone in comedy. It's like, look at this, the utter garbage they have on Netflix or look at who the popular <laughs> comedians in uh, in our culture are, you know, and then you'll feel uh, a lot better. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's my bad advice. Very good. You know what? I think a really successful first segment of that. And Mike, yeah. you know, I think we should do this again. I, I think it worked really well. James, I'd like to um, just congratulate you for conceiving this new segment. And I can already mm-hmm. tell it's going to be a big hit with our listeners. And, you know, I can I can hear and smell the, the bucks rolling in. I love it. Well, um, uh, I wonder, Mike, is there anything else we should touch on? Or perhaps I, Darren can ab- talk about his... Oh. Absolutely. There's one last thing that we yep. we're not going to let you get away without talking about Darren and that is of course that you are the proud papa of a brand new podcast that is has just hit the airwaves it's called Mind of Mitch from what i understand it's available exclusively on Spotify so congratulations for your exclusive deal with uh, with Spotify <laughs> do you want to tell us about the show and what inspired you to uh, to make it and uh, yes please well, uh, yeah, I should say it has been added to a couple more platforms, uh, neither okay. of which I've heard of. Uh, so still waiting, I guess, for Apple to uh, to join the fray. But uh, okay. since then, you can catch us on Spotify <laughs> and also, uh, you know, uh, Podcast Plaza. <laughs> I just Podcast made that Plaza. up. Okay. I just made that up. I, it, literally, the I, got, I keep getting emails from Anchor. So I'm like, hey, guess what? Your, your podcast is now available on Mike's Podcast Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh great! Well, I'd like to I'd like to meet cool. Mike and shake his hand. Um, there's a Russian you one. <laughs> there's a Russian one. Oh, sorry. I was going to say there's a Russian streaming service that when I 
put out a thing. I saw that it's called Yandex, and I saw it's like, hey, your thing is on, uh, you know, Spotify, uh, uh, Apple Music, and all the, the uh, Amazon, and also Yandex. <laughs> all right. Uh, wow. Well, I can only hope that Yandex uh, steps up and does the right thing, and then you know includes me among the ranks. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, basically you know it's it. I'm just. Uh, I am hosting in character as this guy named Mike, who's a 50-year-old divorcee, and it's basically his audio diary, so every episode, it usually ranges, from, it's about like 18 minutes or so, that's usually the, the average, uh, and uh, so it's it's a few segments every episode, like he'll read some listener mail, he'll give an update on his life, he'll read from self-help books or poetry books he's been enjoying, and he'll also occasionally read from his own uh, unpublished memoir that he's still working on. <laughs> uh, it's called Letting My Soul In Through the Back Door. And, uh, so yeah, so he'll give you a peek uh, into his life uh, through that. And he's also trying to become an actor here in Winnipeg. So he'll tell you about his uh, work as an extra. Um, he recently uh, wor- found work as an extra on a movie uh, starring uh, NFL quarterback Tom Brady, where he plays uh, an assassin who is hired to uh, kill anyone who uh, criticizes the NFL for its uh, history of CTE. Uh, So, for instance, that's just some of the acting work he's been getting, uh, just extra work and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, so I've decided to do it in seasons, so I just don't, you know, so I can pace myself and, you know, not just keep doing it in perpetuity. So uh, I'm going to do 10 episodes and then probably take a couple months off and then do another 10 yeah, you want to uh, have a, yeah. when you do a podcast, you want to have an exit plan. <laughs> <laughs> now, and, and it's called your podcast is called Mind of Mitch, Darren. And you got before, it. I, I listened to it, and I, the first episode is up. It's a very funny, but also an, a harrowing. Um, you know, take no pres- prisoners look at this man's life. He's fifty. He's divorced. He's got gambling debts and some legal troubles because uh, he he participated in some sort of. Um, riot after a winnipeg blue bombers game and um before i listened to it though i saw it was called mind of mitch and i thought oh is this like a riff on um mind of mencia the old comedy central show i wasn't thinking of that but uh <laughs> yeah i guess uh i i mean i've never seen mind of mencia full disclosure but uh i Uh-oh. think uh yeah and i i don't think carlos mencia would be someone that mitch would be a, a huge fan of per se <laughs> but he, he he seems frankly like more of a uh old british uh comedy kind of sort of fan uh like jordan peterson like an unlike jordan peterson uh but uh yeah so i i, I hadn't thought of that but uh you know maybe who's to say like, maybe somewhere along the line uh we'll uh start tackling the kind of issues that might have been see tackled <laughs> Um, and uh, in the process, probably lose whatever slim listenership I had to begin with. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm looking at the diagnostics, and uh, our latest listenership is now zero. We had zero plays. <laughs> no, no, well, no. I listened to the first episode, and I enjoyed it very much. I was very grateful to hear a bit of Winnipeg Blue Bomber talk in there, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, it was so, yeah, very that, funny, so well, thank, I recommend thank you very checking much, James. it out. I, I appreciate that, and uh, I should say that uh, the audio quality has gotten better in subsequent episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Listening back to it, I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, I'm still figuring this out, uh, but it's it's free. You don't got to pay for it, so, uh, yeah. and it's short, it's short, so, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. About I think the length it's, of it's time it takes you to sit on the toilet and have a crap. <laughs> if you... <laughs> 
Which if is a good. If you had a particularly large lunch, say with a lot of coffee, then yeah, that is probably yeah. true. Which is kind of a perfect podcast length because you're mm-hmm. bored, you're sitting in there. Yeah. It gives Whereas you something our, to do. Our show, James, is the length of time for like basically a whole family, like a, a family of five to take a dump. You know, one after yes. another after another. You know, hopefully someone's lighting a, a candle in between users, but uh, you can never yeah. be sure. You're right. You're right. Well, um, good luck with that, Darren. And uh, please uh, check it out. Darren is a hilarious guy, and uh, it's going to be fun. We'll put a link Thanks to a your uh, to your show in the show notes so people can check out oh. Mind of Mitch as soon as they stop listening to this show. Wonderful. Thank you. Cool. Um, well, I guess that about does it. Darren, thank you so much for joining us. It was a really fun chat. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, it's uh, fun as always. Thanks. Yeah. And Mike, we'll see you next time. See ya. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!